0: so glad you've joined us tonight for this prayer meeting, and we're going to just take the next few moments to look at a few verses in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. And I want to talk to you from the subject, Send Me. One of my favorite parts about being a dad, and I think one of the funnest parts, funnest is not a word, but funnest parts of being a parent is watching your kids take a risk. Showing them something that you know as a mom or a dad is going to be really fun and totally safe. And you want them to do it because you want them to experience the joy on the other end of doing that thing, whatever it is. You know, it's a little bit snowy, it's a little bit icy outside. And I think of just actually about last year, we had taken our kids to a hill that is really fun to sled on And there were some ramps that had been built on it. And so, of course, I went down and caught some air. So fun, you need to do this, you'll love it. And they're a little hesitant, little timid, kind of as they get to the ramp, they go around it because they're not quite sure if they're willing to commit. But that first time they go over the ramp, they catch some air, they get down to the bottom of the hill and they're, what do they say? I want to do that again, that was amazing. You know what, I think God as a Father, He puts things in front of us because He knows, though we might be a little intimidated by the moment, by the opportunity, by what He's prompted or called us to do, He knows what's on the other side of that. And if you've walked with Jesus for any length of time, you know there are times where you sense God prompting you. You know He's speaking to you about stepping out and doing what you haven't done before. He could be prompting you to do something, He could be prompting you to say something to someone. He could be even prompting you to give something. And as you're thinking about it in that moment, you're like, I don't know, this seems hard. This seems like kind of scary. I've never done anything like this before. And yet, when you think about the idea of God prompting you, because of the scariness of it, we can remember times where God spoke to us, God prompted us to do something and we didn't wanna do it, or we didn't do it. Every one of us has encountered a moment where you knew God was calling you to step out, do something, and you said, here I am, don't send me. God, picked somebody else. In the verses we're gonna look at in just a moment, Isaiah prays a prayer that is really incredible. He says, here I am, send me. But that's a big prayer and what we're going to see in this passage of scripture and what you actually see throughout scripture is there are times where we don't want to say yes or we're a little concerned about saying yes in fact jonah when you go into the old testament god tells jonah to go to nineveh and jonah says i don't want to go don't send me you think about moses i mean moses parted the red sea god did all of these amazing miracles through him but when God called Moses to go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let the people go. He said, please send somebody else. Even the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament said, God, I can't do what you're calling me to do. I'm too young. I'm too inexperienced. This isn't the right thing for me. Pick somebody else. And you know what, you and I can be like that. We can feel in, inside in that moment where God's speaking to us. We can feel uncertain. We can feel insecure. We can feel like, God, don't send me. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too busy. You know, I don't have enough experience. I'm not good at that. That's not my personality type or it's not my gift. Send someone else. But can I tell you something? One of the most life-transforming prayers any person can ever pray is, God, I'm available. God, send me. God, you've got my yes. Because it's on the other side of your yes that God does powerful things in your life. He takes you to places you could have never imagined going. It's out of that prayer that we're going to watch Isaiah pray, because This man in the Old Testament says, God, I'm available. God, here I am, send me. Look at this in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight. Isaiah says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. My question is, as you think about that verse and you know kind of the human condition you know what our proclivity is to kind of shrink back often instead of stepping into those moments what is it that sets isaiah up to pray that kind of prayer in that moment what is the foundation of his readiness to answer god's call god's prompting with here i am send me well if you go back a few verses In the passage, we discover what positions Isaiah to pray that kind of prayer. Look at verse one. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. The first thing we have to be intimately acquainted with if we're gonna be ready to say yes to God is the presence of God. Isaiah knew God, he knew his God. Go back to Isaiah chapter six and verse one. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to the another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the foundation of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. It's this image of Isaiah experiencing the presence of God, being in the presence of God, this fresh encounter of God's holiness, God's righteousness, God's power, God's character, God's nature, God's voice. And though we don't have the time to unpack tonight all that he sees, it's important that we recognize that it's his time in God's presence It's the first thing that prepares him to say, God, I'm available. It's your time in God's presence that gives you the confidence to give God your courageous yes to whatever he's prompting your heart. I'm not talking about a half-hearted yes. I'm talking about a courageous yes that says the call of God that I sense is for me. But here's the thing. We can all at moments feel, well, I don't know if I'm qualified. But does it, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He'll give you what you need to do what he's called you to do. But you have to purpose to walk close to God. You have to spend time in his presence. Time in his presence isn't optional, it's essential. It's critical to be in his word. It's critical to spend time with him in prayer. It's critical to surround yourself with people who encourage you in spaces where people are worshiping and lifting up the name of Jesus. Being in church is so, so, so important because it positions you to say, yes, send me. Secondly, we see in this story of Isaiah that he knew himself. Look at what it says in verse five. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. He catches this vision of who God is in God's presence. He says, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And then one of the seraphim flew to me, he says, with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the with the tongs from the altar, which it. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. Aren't you thankful that God made a way for our sin to be taken care of when we couldn't do it on our own? But it's in God's presence that Isaiah becomes aware of his shortcomings. It exposes, God's presence exposes our failures. It exposes our sin. And there are several things that happen as you get closer to God. You do become more aware of how deadly sin is. That's true. You become aware of how dark it is. You become more sensitive to sin. Those are good things. But you become also more astounded at the grace of God. I can't believe how amazing, how awesome, how spectacular His grace is. That it was greater than all of my sin. And we can think that because Isaiah was made aware of his sinfulness and experienced his guilt being taken away, he would respond to God by saying, oh, I'm not worthy. You can't send me. You don't want to use me. I'm terrible. But when God opens your eyes to your need for his grace and how great his grace is, he never does it to produce condemnation. He always does it to produce exaltation where you give him the glory and the praise you recognize he is good and he does good his power is made perfect in weakness his grace is sufficient and when you recognize that guess what it sets you on a course to say yes to whatever he puts in front of you number three he knew the need look at verse eight I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us. The nation of Israel needed a voice to call them back to God. And God wanted to send someone to call them, and that someone was Isaiah. And notice that when God asked Isaiah the question at the beginning of verse eight, Isaiah doesn't respond by saying, well, when are you planning to send me? What are the accommodations? What are the travel arrangements? How long will it last? We know when will I get a comeback? How exactly am I going to get there? Isaiah doesn't do any of that. Why? Because he is so captured by the fact that God has put the need in front of him. He knew the need that God was calling him to meet, and his heart was the heartbeat of Almighty God. He had spent time in his presence. He knew God's grace was great, and it positioned him when he heard the need to join with God's heart to say, yes, I want to be a part of meeting that. Let me ask you this. Is there a need that God is calling you to meet? Is there a person that God is prompting you to talk to? Is there a step that God is calling you to take? I don't know what it is and I don't know how scary it seems but I can tell you if God is prompting your heart then it's for your good and it's for his glory and it's going to be better on the other end than you can begin to imagine he wants to do greater things through you and in you than you could dream he's made you aware of the need because he wants to work through you to meet the need and he will do that supernaturally when you courageously and confidently respond, here I am, send me. God, I'm available. God, use me. I wanna be the kind of follower of Jesus who when God calls, my prayer is always, here I am, send me. You know what, God has every one of us on an assignment. He has you on an assignment. He has you on an assignment this week. He's got people he wants you to interact with because they're going to experience the hope that you have. There are things that he wants to do through you to touch the world and to touch people around you. There are things he wants you to say yes to because he wants to do the supernatural through you. But we've got to get ready for that. Right now we're in his presence. Right now we're having an audience with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And he wants to position you to say yes to him to give you a holy boldness and a righteous confidence for a courageous yes.